From the WMSA Newsroom, I'm Bob LaRue. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency announced yesterday that in-river work will resume in April to address sediment contaminated by PCBs at the Grass River Cleanup Site, also known as Alcoa Aggregation in Messina. Back in 2013, the EPA selected a cleanup plan that included dredging and capping of PCB-contaminated sediment along a 7.2-mile stretch of the river. The 2021 work will primarily include placement of a 12-inch sand, gravel, and or stone cap in the lower five miles of the main river channel from the State Route 131 bridge, the mouth of the Grass River, covering over 200 acres. Sand backfilling will take place in areas dredged last year near Snug Harbor with habitat reconstruction throughout the site. The major elements of the in-river work are expected to be completed by the end of 2021. A limited amount of dredging will be conducted in the Seaway Navigational Channel just downriver from Snug Harbor. Recreational boaters are asked to take caution, reduce speed, and adhere to traffic patterns in the project area. As COVID vaccinations increase past 35% of St. Lawrence County residents, new coronavirus infections continue to increase with 13 new cases yesterday versus 41 new recoveries. And for Potsdam, with three new confirmed cases yesterday, the town has now suffered 999 cases since the pandemic struck locally just over a year ago. Messina, Canton, Ogdensburg, Stockholm, Brazier, and Edwards each posted new cases on Tuesday. 18 towns have no currently active cases. Four people remain hospitalized. No new deaths were recorded. Franklin County posted six new coronavirus positives with four additional recoveries. Active cases rose from 58 to 60 yesterday, with still 178 individuals in tracing quarantines. There were just two prison cases, both in Franklin Correctional. Seven towns currently have no COVID active individuals. College sports can bring back fans to the stands under strict state guidelines beginning this Friday. Intercollegiate sports at large-scale venues that hold more than 1,500 attendees indoors or 2,500 outdoors can host up to 10% indoors and 20% of outdoor capacity. Small-scale college venues can host spectators at either two fans per player or the social gathering limit of 100 attendees indoors or 200 outdoors. All attendees must present proof of a recent negative COVID-19 test result or completed COVID-19 immunization prior to entry. Last night, both houses of the New York State Legislature passed a sweeping bill that, when signed by Governor Andrew Cuomo, would legalize possession of small amounts of marijuana for recreational use, expunge prior small-time pot convictions, and eventually allow marijuana sales to adults over 21. The measure, which passed the Assembly 100 to 49 and the Senate 40 to 23, now goes to the governor, who has already said he will sign it into law. Fifteen other states have approved similar legislation, but New York is only the third state where lawmakers, not voters, approve the legislation. The bill will allow for possession of up to three ounces and allow adults to grow as many as six plants at home. Products sold at licensed-only dispensaries will have a hefty 13% sales tax. The state would set a goal of ensuring at least 50% of marijuana licenses go to underrepresented communities. Opponents such as police and district attorneys say the measure does not go far enough to address driving while ability impaired. The State Parent Teacher Association called the measure an absolute travesty. 
Jobless rates were up last month for both St. Lawrence and Franklin counties. The New York State Labor Department reported that St. Lawrence County unemployment increased to 7.2 percent in February, compared with 6.2 percent in February last year. That represents an increase of 400 additional jobless claims over the past year. Franklin County went up from 5.8 to 7 percent unemployment, indicating 200 more jobless claims over the past year. New York State's seasonally adjusted unemployment rate increased from 8.8 percent in January to 8.9 percent in February. A one-vehicle rollover in Franklin County resulted in injuries and multiple drug charges against a Clinton County man. State police say the accident, mid-afternoon on Monday, happened on State Route 11B in Dickinson. A Jeep Cherokee, operated by Jeremy Lamotte at Keysville, ran off the roadway and struck a ditch. The vehicle rolled over multiple times before coming to rest. Lamont was transported to Alice Hyde Medical Center in Malone due to broken ribs. However, he refused treatment and was released. Lamont was found in alleged possession of a quantity of cocaine, heroin, marijuana, suboxone, and drug paraphernalia. He was charged with DWAI drugs, three counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance, and aggravated unlicensed operation. Lamont was sent to Franklin County Jail in Malone due to a warrant issued for a parole violation. Fire destroyed two adjacent homes in southern St. Lawrence County overnight Monday and into early yesterday. Fire officials say the blaze began in the attached garage of a home on Hillcrest Drive in Star Lake, then spread to the neighboring house. Firefighters were hampered by high winds, which further fanned the flames and took several hours to extinguish. All occupants in both houses got out safely. There were no injuries reported. The cause of the blaze remains under investigation. And congratulations to Deputy Matthew Maria, St. Lawrence County Deputy Sheriff's Association's 2020 Deputy of the Year. The award was selected by members of the Deputies Association for dedication, work ethic, positive attitude, and professionalism. Sheriff Brooks Bigwarf said Deputy Maria is always willing to go above and beyond the scope of his duties and is known for his calm nature and excellent communication skills. From the WMSA Newsroom, I'm Bob LaRue.